This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The playlists for all the seasons of the show can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. So let's put a fire there. Like that building is on fire. That's cool. <laughs> you know, I really will play just because I'm a grown man who likes to play with toys. Let's just admit it. Hello again and welcome back to Me, Myself and Die. I am, as ever, your intrepid host, GM and player, Trevor DeVal. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in and remember, if you like the show, uh, please hit like and subscribe because it really helps the show here. Also, I should point out that we now have merchandise. <laughs> which is crazy to me. But enough of you had asked me about how to get merchandise like the logo or you know, hashtag Simon sucks. <laughs> so we're putting it on t-shirts now and mugs and all that kind of stuff. So you'll be able to check out all that stuff in the show notes. So by all means, if you want to help support the show, that's a great way to do it and have a, a kooky little souvenir as well of uh, my ridiculous little experiment here. <laughs> But I do appreciate you guys showing an interest. It's pretty great. So where last we left off, after having discovered that the town had been completely overrun by these cultists of Devona, the goddess of the sea, who is the opposite to the priesthood of Morgus, which has a temple right here. These cultists who had committed a ritual, all kinds of rituals going on, by killing uh, North the Friendly Merchant in the Townsmaster's house. And that ritual had caused this massive tidal wave to come, and presumably to come and to swallow the town. The tidal wave is on its way right now. Simon wants to get out of Dodge, of course, and so did Edbert, but at that moment, Edbert looked and saw that outside of the inn was Arn, the bounty hunter, who was engaged with a bunch of cultists. People were screaming, running around, everything like this. He went to help him because Edbert believes that Arn has some knowledge that's going to help them get past the barrier, which is sealed the temple. What that knowledge is, I have no idea. Hopefully Arn survives this so we can find out what that is and why he, of all people, has some special knowledge. So, where uh, we last left off, Simon was in the townsmaster house watching Edbert skid down the tiles of the roof and run off to help Arn. Edbert's the closest thing to a friend that Simon has, so of course he's not gonna let him get washed away by the water. So. Simon is still in the townsmaster's house. He's he's looking out over the town. There's fires erupting everywhere. In the far distance, he can see the massive black shadow of this gargantuan tidal wave that is slowly picking up speed and moving, crashing its way, wave over wave, towards the shore to engulf the town. He doesn't have a lot of time left, but he races down outside of the townsmaster's house and goes after Edbert to try and help him. So, does anything interrupt or alter that scene, there's a very good chance it does because the chaos factor is eight. So here on chaos factor eight, I'm rolling and I get a three. It is an altered scene. What's the next logical outcome for this? Well, I think that as Simon is racing towards Edbert through the town, I think that uh, the most logical thing is that he encounters an obstacle. Is it a cultist? Perhaps. I think it's gonna be more of a environmental obstacle though. I think it's gonna be something like a, a beam of a burning masonry comes falling down from a burning house or something and he's got to deal with that. So yeah, well, let's go with that. So he's racing through the streets, the night sky being lit up by the, the, the encroaching fires of the town, smoke everywhere, screaming people everywhere, you know, dead horses, overturned carts. It's just total carnage and chaos. He is running, racing through the streets when he turns up and he sees this massive beam of fire from a collapsing building arcing down towards him. He's got to get out of the way. So I think that this challenge is going to be basically like a 
dodge. He's got to roll his agility, which is good because he's pretty good at this. Does he succeed? He does succeed. So he is able to leap out of the way. He doesn't succeed with a raise, but that's okay in this case. The building beside him collapses into flame. Embers go flying up into the sky. Uh, choking uh, smoke billows out, but he is able to bypass that and get to the, the, the town square in front of the inn. We've got the sailor's mess right here in the town. We've got a couple of other buildings here. Uh, this is Simon now. I've decided to give him a crossbow instead. He's, he's a different mini for now. Over here, we have uh, Edbert, who's currently locked in combat with uh, a cultist because he's been here for a while now. His spirit ghost is here, his uh, Sherilyn, who, who again does have a vested interest in keeping him alive. So she might actually be part of this fight again. And over here, we have Arn, who is hiding behind this large fountain, uh, basically uh, firing at these other cultists coming up. So we've got one, two, three, four cultists right here. Arn is right there, Edbert's here, and Simon uh, emerges on the scene right here. So let us go directly to initiatives, okay? So we are going to remember now that Simon is a wild card, Edbert is a wild card, and Arn was a wild card, if you remember way back from episode two. And then all of the enemies are just extras, okay? So I'm gonna have Simon go on his own because he's got the quick edge. And then I'm gonna have another card, which is gonna be for Edward and Arn, and then another card, which is gonna be for the baddies, for the, the Devonan cultists, okay? Actually, there's something I wanna know before I get into the initiative. Are these all just regular cultists or do they have a leader with them? I don't know, let's find out. So here we go, Chaos Factor 8. Extreme, yeah, so this guy right here, is some kind of priest. Devona's a goddess. Maybe the priests of Devona are, are all uh, female. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the chart. Um, are all of the, the priesthood of Devona, are they all female? Kind of like the drow elves from uh, D&D, for those of you familiar with that. The answer is yes, they are. So this nonetheless is the priestess, okay? All right, so here we go. Simon is going to be on three, not, nah, but he's quick. Queen, okay, both Arn and Edbert are on 10, and the cultists are also on 10, but spades go before clubs. Great, this that worked out well for a change. Hooray, maybe Simon doesn't suck so bad this time. We will see. What we've got here is Simon goes first. He's got his handy dandy crossbow, and it was loaded. It was loaded the last time, uh, the, at the end of last episode. What he's seeing right here is uh, uh, Edbert locked in combat, so he doesn't want to fire into that combat, because if he does, he might actually hit Edbert. He sees Arn preparing to pull back and fire at this approaching priestess who's dressed in these dark blue robes. All of these cultists are in dark blue robes. They have basic weapons like cudgels, short swords, nothing fancy. They all basically do d6 damage. So who does he fire at? Well, he does actually have a clear shot at uh, the priestess and he's got a clear shot at the closer cultist here, but it just makes sense that he would fire at the closest threat. So I'm gonna roll a d6 and one to four, he chooses to shoot at this cultist here. Six, he actually decides to shoot at the priestess. Well, that's actually pretty good. So he lifts that crossbow. Now this crossbow, does plus one damage. Simon raises the crossbow. Again, the whole square is dark. It's lit only by fires. You know, some of these uh, buildings here are on fire. So let's put a fire there. Like that building is on fire. That's cool. <laughs> you know, I really will play just because I'm a grown man who likes to play with toys. Let's just admit it. All right, so <laughs> Simon is going to shoot at the priestess of Devona with his crossbow. <laughs> I'm gonna spend my first Benny of the game to re-roll that, because I don't want to start this off with Simon living up to the new t-shirt. Hashtag Simon sucks. I really want to create a new design that says, ah, Simon's not so bad, but we'll see. Okay, here we go. Simon 
Okay, well, he will hit with the wild die, thank goodness. So he is going to roll his damage, which in this case is going to be 2d6 plus one. Here we go. Five plus one is six. Her toughness, six. Oh, and the crossbow also has armor piercing. AP two, so it ignores two points of armor. Her toughness is six with one point of armor. Uh, AP two reduces that armor, so her toughness is actually five. So he's rolled a six, which means it's going to shake her. Ah, she screams in frustration. Ah! as her terrible plans are about to become unraveled by Simon, who does not in fact suck, but who, who in fact is the best thing since sliced bread. So let's slice some bread. Let's do Arn right here. Arn sees her go down. He was gonna shoot at her. Does he put an arrow into her anyway? I'm just gonna make it uh, one to three, he does. No, he decides to in fact turn slightly and fire at this approaching cultist. She doesn't, again, she doesn't go down, she's shaken, so she's like, oh, takes a bolt, and she's kind of staggered a bit. She's still on her feet. Anyway, Arn is gonna turn and fire. He is the equivalent to Simon, so he's rolling D8, but he has a longbow, and he is going to roll a four. He is also going to hit. His longbow is gonna go do 2D6 damage, and their toughness, toughness six, five, so unfortunately the arrow glances off the armor. Edbert, as I said, I've made him a wild card, and I've given him a few things. I've given him a couple of edges. One edge of his is brave. In other words, he, he gets bonuses on fear tests. That makes sense, considering his whole situation. He also has the, the edges first strike and sweep. First strike basically means that if somebody comes at him, he gets to, a chance to hit them before they can do anything. That's not gonna apply right here. He also has sweep. Sweep is a great edge to have if you're attacking a bunch of enemies, because you can basically attack all of them at once. Uh, but again, not really applicable here. He does have his longsword, and his fighting is D8. So he's gonna roll his D8 and D6, and he is gonna roll four. Under five, he misses. Okay. He's unable to penetrate the cultist defense, which brings us to the cultist themselves. So first of all, the cultist priestess, she is going to do a spirit roll to see if she can break out of the shake, and her spirit is D8. Uh, two, she does not do it, so she's still staggered by this crossbow bolt, which is great for us. Meanwhile, this cultist is going to run up and attack Arn, ah, with his, you know, cudgel, basically. He comes in, he rolls a D6, he will roll an exploding six against Arn, and he'll roll eight. He rolls low. Oh, that's great, three, four, five. So the cultist is, with the cudgel basically comes in, Orange just sidesteps, the, cu the cudgel comes down on that statue uh, at the fountain here and kind of shatters uh, a bit of it off. <laughs> but Arn is left uh, undamaged from that attack, which is great. This cultist here is going to attack Edbert, who he's locked in combat with, with his D6. Two will not uh, go after his parry. And I think it's very likely that this cultist here is going to charge at Simon. So six inches, a little far, so he's gonna have to run. He's going to run and attack, which means he's gonna take a multi-action penalty of minus two. He runs up and attacks at minus two. Three will miss. Simon is able to sort of dodge out of the way. That's the first round done. Uh, so five will hit him, so he does 2d8 damage. 12 on six is dead. Ah! Bang, slays him dead. Now, at the end of the round, how does Arn re- I think what, what Arn does is, uh, he's got his bow out again. I think he puts his bow up and he slowly, I think Arn takes a few steps around this wagon here as he's silhouetted from Simon's perspective. He's silhouetted from the burning building back here. Get down on the ground, Simon of Argastan. We are both leaving this place, but you will be leaving in Manacles. And Simon kind of turns to look at him like incredulously. <laughs> Meanwhile, Edbert turns as well too. He just came to help rescue you. You can't be serious. You don't actually want to try and take him in. Now, look at what's going on around here, man. This place is overrun. There's more important things to deal with. On, Edbert is right. There are far bigger concerns here than whether you and I will continue our battle. We have to find a way to stop this. 
I think Arn is gonna be easily persuaded in this case to, to stand down and actually help them find some way out of this mess because it's a giant tidal wave on its way that's gonna strike the town at any minute. So he's not a complete idiot. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to give Simon a persuasion test. Now, as you recall, Simon does not have persuasion. But this is hugely in his favor, so I'm gonna give him a plus four. So basically he's rolling this at plus two, okay? Uh, well, a two and a one, plus two, however, is for he succeeds. I will give you a reprieve from justice this one time, Simon. As you are right, there are bigger fish to fry, or bigger people to drown, as the case may be. So, here's the real question. Simon has a thought. Perhaps, because remember from uh, episode five, was it, or six, whatever it was when they were in the uh, inn, Simon went to the Temple of Morgus, which is right beside the inn. I think, I think that the priests of Morgus, because remember, they're diametrically opposed to Devona. I think that the priests are barricaded in that temple, and I think that they are trying to call upon their god to counter the effects of this tidal wave. I think that that is a near sure thing. That's a near sure thing that they would, because as this is happening, they know what's going on. They they recognize these cultists. Are they trying to stop the tidal wave using the power of their god? 88 is a success. And it is also an interrupt because our chaos factor is at eight or a rather a random event. So the answer is yes. The priests are currently in the temple trying to, to, to enact a ritual to counter the magic of Devona by stopping that tidal wave. So Simon says, that is the temple to Morgus. We should go. I think our best bet at trying to stop this tidal wave lies with those priests. Come with me. And he runs off and the three of them run off towards the temple as this town square catches fire over here too. And here too, oh my goodness. They run off to the temple. So as they get there, however, we have a random event. The event focus is 94, NPC positive. Who is the focus? Which which NPC does this involve? Three, one, two, Arn. Okay. And what is the meaning? Something positive happens to Arn as they make their way towards the Temple 21. Release. Death. Oh, here's an interesting thing. Sherilyn, the spirit. Edbert knows that Arn knows something about this undead temple. What is that? We don't know. I think that Sherilyn, the spirit, the ghost of Sherilyn Spiritbane, she is basically recognizing the same thing that Edbert does, which is that he has some inherent power or he has some knowledge or something that she is somehow aware of. Simon's moving up, uh, uh, Arn comes up beside him and as they're, as they're hustling towards the temple, Arn says to him, I am not joking with you, Simon. Our business is not yet concluded. You still have crimes to answer for. Do we really have to talk about this right now? And at that moment, the ghost, there's sort of a, a, a wind that whips around Arn, a wind that does not come off the sea. And Arn sort of stops and looks and his jaw drops open, his eyes go wide as this spirit manifests itself in front of him. Does she speak to him? Hmm. She's never actually spoken before, so I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely, I think it's very unlikely that she speaks. Does she speak to Arn? 73, she does not speak, okay. So she points to Simon and she points to him, to Arn, and she brings her hands together like this. So obviously the, the intent is clear, she wants the two of them to be working together. And at that moment I think that she basically 
gives him something. She gives him some, she is a mage. Oh, okay, I think she still has some of her powers. So I think what she does is she basically, you know, communicates to him that the two of you are supposed to work together. Horn's <laughs> like freaking out by this. So if she's recognizing that he has sort of special knowledge, that he is gonna have to be kept alive too. So I think what she does is she casts a spell of armor on him. There's this spectral shimmer over Arns as this ghostly armor appears around him. She was pretty awesome, so I'm gonna give her a D12. Uh, how good was the spell? Uh, seven success. So it's 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 a decent spell. So Arn basically has two points of spectral armor around him now for as long as she basically keeps concentrating on it. Simon sees nothing and says, "Well, is this really the time to talk about this now?" <laughs> as Arn is like, <laughs> "I think that our friend here is seeing uh, Sherilyn, my erstwhile companion." What? And he looks and he can see he sees nothing but. Well, there's no time for any of this. We've got to go to the temple. So they get up and they race to the temple. We know that the priests there at the temple are trying to uh, do some sort of ritual to stop the tidal wave from coming in. Are they being besieged by the cult leader? I, I think that's likely because the cult leader knows that the only way that this tidal wave is going to be stopped is through the power of the opposite god, which is Morgus. Is the cult of Devona currently trying to assault the temple, or have they even got in? I think that is a sure thing, an absolute sure thing. So yes, they are. Uh, so my next question is, have they got in yet? 13. Yes, extreme yes. So not only has the cult of Devona broken into the temple, they have already begun their assault on the priests, and I think that what happens is as our heroes burst into the main doors of the temple, what they see is the temple. And I'm imagining the temple with like a big stone stairs that lead down into the main temple area. If you remember from last time, I said that the there was no altar, but there was more like a, a, a pool of Akamarine stones. I'm, I'm seeing it like the, the whole temple is sort of a, a recessed area. And the, against the far wall is uh, is a massive pool, which actually is connected to the ocean. So it's a pool of sea water that serves as the altar here. So I think our guys come in and they're at the top of this landing and they see these stone stairs going down into the temple room proper and they can see that there is a battle already going on. There are priests fighting cultists. As Simon looks across the room, he can see right by the altar there, by the pool of seawater, which is even now churning with not only the force of the approaching tidal wave, but also I think that the divine magics of both god and goddess are basically competing against each other in this pool. So the water is sloshing and churning and splashing everywhere. But I think that the high priest is currently, the high priest of Morgus is currently engaged somehow in some sort of magical battle perhaps with the the head priestess of the cult. So what awaits Simon, Edward and Arne in the depths of the temple? Will they be able to find a way to stop the tidal wave in time before it destroys the town? I have no idea, but if you tune in next time for another episode, you can find out at the same time as I do. So thanks for watching and don't forget to hit subscribe and like and share the video and we will see you next time on me, myself and die.